0: So today we are on the final day of our one-step series. So next week we're starting a new series. That series is called Choose Joy. Choose Joy. And just to give you a little teaser, check this out. who do you know that needs a little more joy in their life? Make sure you invite them to attend the live service with you. Maybe even invite them over to your house next Sunday morning so that you can have a little bit of a watch party there as we start this new series. But this week we're finishing up the one step series. One step. And the whole series we've been doing character studies looking at people who took one step and it had this huge impact on their lives and their communities and as i started writing this message it was actually supposed to be last week but here's the problem we hit like wednesday thursday of last week and i went i just it's not working it doesn't fit in the series and it's not actually sharing what needs to be shared and i i, I was reading in pulling reading into the scripture rather than pulling out of it and i just couldn't get comfortable with it. So we scrapped it and we jumped last week to next week's series to give us an extra or ser- message to give us extra time to work through this. And I started writing it again this week. And, and it didn't matter who we looked at, what character study we did. We can look at David and him slaying Goliath, stepping into that. Or even when he becomes the king of Israel. Or we can look at Esther for such a time as this. Or, or Peter in Acts 2 when he steps forward and preaches his first sermon. And the church is birthed. And all of those are great moments of stepping into purpose. But here's the problem with all of them. They give us the misconception that we're not living in God's purpose until we have that moment. I just couldn't get comfortable with that. Because those people, all of them, the reason they got to that moment is because they had been living for a long time before that, in the purpose God had for them. So we're scrapping the character study. Today we're going to look at Matthew 22. It's Jesus, he is, he's teaching, and all of a sudden religious leaders, they're coming up trying to trick him and trying to trap him in his words. And Matthew 22, another leader comes up to try to trap Jesus, because at this point they, they do not like him. And this, this religious leader says, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Now, there are hundreds of commandments. The law of Moses is the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. There's lots of commandments in those books. And on top of that, the religious leaders in Jesus' day had piled on a lot more rules to make sure you didn't break the commandments. So you now have rules on top of the commandments to keep from breaking. And they look at Jesus and say, what of these is most important? And then verse 37, Jesus replies. He said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all of the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Jesus not only answers the question, he actually takes it several steps forward. They say, what's the most important commandment in the Verse five books of the Bible, he says, no, no, no. Let me just take the entire Bible, everything, and summarize it in these two commandments. It's, it's love God and love people. Love God and love people. So if you're trying to figure out, like, God, what is my purpose in life? And you're asking that question. I can tell you what your purpose is? Jesus told you what your purpose is. All of Scripture tells you what your purpose is, and it's summarized in two statements: love God, and love people. You say, "Yeah, what? Well, but but but, am I supposed to start some orphanage in Uganda? I don't know. I don't know. But right now, where you are, are you loving God and loving people? But am I supposed to start a program for underprivileged kids? I don't know. But are you loving God and loving people? Am I supposed to go to the Atkins shelter? And serve meals to the residents there. I do not know. But right now, where you are in your life, are you loving God and loving people? Because a lot of times we want to get to these big things for God we're going to do. But to get there, we have to be faithful in the clear commandments he gave. And it's love him and love people. In a few few months, we launch in-person gatherings for CityWell, we're going to have what's called the growth track. And the whole purpose of that is to help you discover your specific purpose and start walking in finding and living in that. And we've taken some of the launch team through that already. We're going to take other of the launch team through it soon. If, if you're not on the launch team and you're not like, I need to help CityWell become an in-person church that's meeting in the Coatesville community. Right now, text TEAM to 610-590-8550 just to let us know you want to be a part of Of launching this church. But Growth Track is going to take people through this process. This morning we're going to give you a primer on what it looks like to live in God's purpose for you. And it really, it starts and it ends with, are you loving God and are you loving people? But let's build on that a little bit more. I want to ask you, are you being faithful right now where you are? I know we Almost all of us have a desire to do great things. If it was up to me right now, I'd be preaching to 100,000 people on Facebook and YouTube and none of them would be saved. They'd all be far from Christ. And all of a sudden, they're like, yes, I am in. I need Jesus in my life. And I'm going to love God and love people with everything I have for the rest of my life. Like, that, that would be awesome. That's a great, like, ah! But I have to ask myself, because there's a few dozen households watching right now. Did I prepare today like I would have for that 100,000? Because that determines whether or not I'm being faithful where I am. And are you being faithful where you are? Colossians three seventeen says, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So let's say... Tomorrow morning, you get on your school bus, and you you fire it up. You start driving. You're picking up kids, and you look in that mirror, and Johnny is standing again. Why is he standing again? Like, come on, Johnny. I've talked to you a bunch of times. Do you respond in love? Are you loving Johnny? Or you answer the phone at the bank, and a customer overdrafted their checking account again, and they're yelling at you like it is your fault. Are you loving God and loving people? in that are you being faithful where you are or or you get into a meeting and one of your employees throws you under the bus look makes you look terrible to one of your biggest clients as you walk out of that meeting are you being faithful where you are and none none of these examples are easy they're actually all hard because you're trying to balance because there's stuff you need to say but you also have to say it in a way that people can receive it and here, let's, let's take Johnny, for example. He just will not sit down. And if you start yelling and screaming at him, are you loving him? Probably not. But if you look and go, ah, he'll, he'll learn eventually. You know, like, you're going to look in the rearview mirror. You're going to think that. You're going to look down at the road. And that 17-year-old whose mommy and daddy bought them a Mustang and they're driving, it like a fool, is going to pull right out in front of you. You're going to smash on your brakes. And Johnny's going flying. That's not loving him either. It's hard. It's hard. To be faithful where you are. It's not, it's not an easy thing, but I believe being faithful where you are is a test of your faith. It's a test of your faith. And James 1.3 says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Why is it we understand this? when it comes to getting in shape. like This year, one of my goals was to get into shape. We're 285 days into this year. I am not in shape. You know why? Because I didn't do the work I needed to. And I get that, and I know that. I know no pain, no gain, right? And I did not feel any pain because I didn't work out, so I have no gain. Anybody else with me on that? If you're like, I wish I was ripped and I'm not, put the, like the big arm muscle in the emojis in the chat right now just to let us know you're with me like this year I was gonna get ripped and I didn't. Uh, that's, that's seriously I think most of us are there uh, except for the few people who are like COVID I'm not working I'm working out all day every day some people went crazy that was not me. We get we get it when it comes to our physical bodies why don't we get it when it comes to our spiritual being no pain, no gain. Sometimes we have to work through and be faithful where we are. Every time we have to be faithful where we are. And if we're not faithful where we are, we will not be ready for whatever God has next. We won't. So number one, be faithful where you are. Number two, Grow from your failures. We're all gonna have failures. We all make mistakes. We all, we all do things that we think was the right decision and then find out later it hurt someone we cared about. We all say things we think was a joke and next thing we know, somebody is storming away crying and we're like, I don't even know what just happened. I thought we were joking and it was all in fun. We all have those experiences. We make mistakes. We have failures. Even our biggest heroes of faith had similar situations. And some way worse than anything we're talking about this morning. Moses was a murderer. Rahab was a prostitute. David was an adulterer. And then he killed the woman's husband to keep anybody from finding out. Elijah at one point was suicidal. Jonah ran from God. Peter denied Jesus. And Paul went around murdering Christians. When we have failures, we need to learn from them and grow from them and move on. Some of those people had been following Christ when those failures happen. For me personally, when a failure comes up, I turn to Psalm 51. Psalm 51 is where I go and I look at it's David. He wrote it after his affair with Bathsheba, after he murdered her husband, and he thinks nobody knows and finds out. They do. And he, he's upset about it, and he turns to God, and he pours out his heart to God, saying, oh, "I can't bl- basically, I can't believe I did this. Forgive me. Heal me. I'm turning away from that. It's a, it's a prayer of repentance. That's what that is. The idea of repentance is turning away from the failures and mistakes and sins we have and turning towards God to follow him. Maybe what you need to do right now is get out your cell phone and set a timer on it or an alarm on it, for 10 o'clock this morning. Why 10 o'clock this morning? Because it's about a half hour after our live stream, and it gives you time to fill up your coffee cup again and empty out your bladder, and then get alone with God and read Psalm 51 and work through it yourself this morning. If you're saying, I I have failures and they're holding me back. Because we all make mistakes. God wants us to learn from them and love people and love him. Step three, or number three, is step into opportunities that are presented. Step into opportunities that are presented. Sometimes we have to start serving in an area to really understand our purpose. And when we step into an area we will discover it's not what we thought and what we thought and what our actual purpose is are two different things. Everything was made for a specific purpose. That's not what
1: that's made for. That's not what that's made for. That's not what that's made for.
0: That's not what that's made for. Did you know I play guitar? I I love singing. I love entering into the presence of God through worship. So it, it sounds like I should be on a worship team, right? Or I should I should be a worship leader, maybe even. Here's the problem: although I love singing, people do not love hearing me sing. They do not. Dogs run, cats cover their ears, babies start crying, and glass breaks when I start singing. And on top of that, I play guitar. But whenever I try playing along with a track or even a band, I can't, keep, I can't listen to them and keep tempo with them at the same time. I can't ever mesh with other people. So even though when I'm at home alone, me and my guitar, and I'm just worshiping, I can imagine the presence of God falling on anybody who would possibly ever hear it. But I, I've tried playing with some worship teams. I tried stepping into the opportunity, and it became painfully obvious it was not my purpose. It wasn't. But I had to try for it to even me to be able to get to the point that say, you know what, this is definitely not my purpose. And it wasn't necessarily fun, but it was educational and helped me. Was educational helped me. And sometimes we'd we think we know our purpose and it definitely doesn't line up with our gifts other times we think we know our purpose and we will not step into it until we find the perfect opportunity so i'm going to wait to serve until i find that perfect place to serve in it that's just as detrimental or it's hugely detrimental because are you familiar with the idea of fomo fomo it's the fear of missing out it's what keeps you scrolling instagram because what if that next swipe is information you really wanted to see or wanted to find out about? What if it was your best friend did something and you have to hit like on it? Fear of missing out. And a lot of times FOMO messes with us because we say, you know what? Like a friend will call and say, hey, you want to go out to dinner? A bunch of us are going out and you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Let me see what comes up next week and I'll see whether or not I can, and we don't commit because we fear missing out on something else better. And it leaves us at the end of the week. Your friends are out having dinner together, but because you wouldn't commit, you missed out. And you're sitting at home seeing their dinner on Instagram. The same thing happens a lot of times spiritually. We, we want to discover our purpose, but we're waiting for the perfect opportunity. Sometimes we just need to step into the opportunities that are directly in front of of us. So maybe right now you're saying, I feel called to work with the kids at CityWell. That's awesome. We're so excited about it. But you're like, what, what am I even supposed to do? Because the church isn't having in-person services, so there's no kids ministry right now. How could I do that? And so you feel a failure on that. Maybe what you need to do is say, you know, I'm going to open up my home. I'm going to invite a bunch of my friends over to watch the live stream. And I'm going to hang out with their kids. I'm going to show them the the videos that we have on that Sunday page and then I'm going to pray for whatever the kids ask me to pray for and we know kids ask to pray for some funny things. Maybe that's what you can do in the season. Or maybe even you say forget it. I the kids aren't happening right now, but I'm going to serve faithfully where there is need. Where there's need and and right now you know that the intrasocials coming up, the let's talk about Citywell, we're all we're all going to gorge on tacos. It's going to be glorious. But you're like, I'm just going to help wherever I can at that. And so you message us and say, hey, where do you need help with that? I just want to wanna be available. And what you get back is a whole list. And you'll be like, okay, I can help with parking, or I can help greeting and setup and tear down and other, the whole list. But what you'll see on that list is we need people to work with kids and help, help give them a great experience so the parents can have a great experience. And all of a sudden, because you, were, you decided that you're going to step into the opportunity that's presented, it opens the door for the, the passion God has put in you. But sometimes you have to step into the opportunity that's presented to actually get to what the passion is God put in you. He often works like that. So today, what's your purpose? I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell you it's to love God and love people. That's, that's all of our purpose. But what's your specific purpose? I don't know. But are you being faithful where you are to love God and love people? Right now I've been talking to so many people who are so worried about the direction our country is going. They feel like democracy is falling apart and our country is eroding and the poli- the opposite political party is bent on destroying America. This is a great test for us as Christians on whether or not we are living out our purpose. Are you loving God? Are you loving people? Are you loving God? Are you trusting that he is still on the throne, even in control over elections, and that, like Romans says, he is the one that puts authorities in place? So yes, we're going to go out and vote, and hopefully we're picking leaders that are Exodus 18, 21 leaders, people who are capable, fear God, and do what is right. But are you trusting God with the results of the le- election? Or are you tuning into? a Sunday morning service for just a little bit of your week and letting your emotions and your mindset and your opinions and your feelings and everything else be controlled by cable news, headlines, and podcasts. Are you trusting God in this election? Are you loving God in this election? Maybe you don't even know where to start loving God. You're like, am I just supposed to sing some songs and attend some services and read the Bible and I'm loving God? That's, that's parts of loving God. Well, am I supposed to just serve people and that's the only way to love God? Well, that's, that's a social gospel. There's, there's parts of that, but there's more to it. It really starts with, have you started a relationship personally with Jesus Christ? That's the starting place for loving God. So yesterday, an event happened na- nationwide called Dare to Share Live, simulcast all over the country. Tens of thousands of students were trained on how to clearly articulate the gospel. I want to walk you through the gospel today like that and give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus if you never have. It starts with God. God created us to be with him. And if we, what you'll see is it's an ac- acrostic. G-O-S-P-E-L. God, our sins, paying everyone life. God created you to be with him. He created humanity for a relationship and he wants that relationship. And it's our sin that separates us from him. And our sin. It's not me standing here judgmental. Repent! That's not what we're doing. It's our sin. I am just a sinful as you on my own. And if it wasn't for the work of Christ on the cross, I would have nothing to cling to. Our sin. And sin can't be removed by good deeds. I don't know if you've tried to be good enough for God. I have. And I fail every time. We can't be good enough. And that's why Jesus stepped in for P, paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. Jesus' death was a death in our place For the punishment of our sins. Jesus' resurrection was proof that he is who he says he was. And he conquered sin and death for us. Then E, everyone who trusts in Christ alone has eternal life. That promise of heaven is there and it's extended to you. And it's a decision on whether or not you will embrace it. Not whether or not God wants to choose you. He will accept you if you embrace it, which brings us to life. Life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. If that makes sense to you and you've never put your faith in Jesus right now, in the quiet of your heart, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I'm in and you have a relationship with God. You are in, you are saved, you are sealed, you are a Christian. We want to celebrate but for everyone, I want to ask, are you loving God? And the other thing is, are you loving people? And I don't, I don't want to get overly political, but I don't think that there is a better question right now or better area to assess whether or not we are loving people. So let me, let me give us a little bit of a test for you Republican-leaning folks. Can you pray for Joe Biden? And I don't mean pray that he doesn't die because you're terrified of Kamala Harris more than you're scared of him because I keep hearing that from people. I'm talking, can you pray that God blesses the man? Can you drive by that neighbor's house, you know, the neighbor that irritates you, that just put up a Joe Biden sign in their front yard and not think, oh, I knew he was an idiot. Can you? So now all the Republicans are offended. Let me offend all the Democrats also. Democrat-leading friends. What emotion did you feel when you heard that Donald Trump was diagnosed with COVID? Also, can you, can you have a conversation with somebody wearing a big red MAGA hat without having the worst assumptions before the conversation even starts? Can you do it? We're all struggling. I, I'm right there with you. I'm struggling right now in this season to love God and love people, but we have to. The church is called to love God and love people, and if we aren't, we are not living out our purpose. I believe if you are loving God and loving people. It's going to open the door to whatever the specific purpose and calling God has for you. So let's do that. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are and all that you do, and we thank you that you love us, you love people, and that you accept us. I give you praise for that. I pray today that we can be like you, and we love You and we love the people around us. I pray if anybody doesn't know you and they heard the gospel and it makes sense, that they cry out to you and say, Jesus, amen. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Hello. Well, that was a really uh, powerful service. Um, So touching and a lot of truth in it. Um, if this message has touched your heart and you're like, you know what? I want to take the step. I want to accept Jesus in my heart. Um, and you don't know how to or you just did. And you still want to know more about it, more support. How can you continue your new life? Um, text Jesus to 610 Sorry, 590 eight five five zero I got too excited because I know yeah. you accepted to Jesus <laughs> <laughs> that's right
2: yes yeah and I think um well yes that is one of the that is like the most important decision that you can make and it is a life-changing decision and um I know like DJ was saying right now is just such a difficult time it to is. live in and to be able to Um, really be able to love people because either you know it's they have differing opinions or they're not kind to you and you know we often want to just be mean to people that are mean to us right so you know it's just
1: hard to to be in this season where there's so much yeah and Personally, I think it's been a learning experience, learning how to love fully, love everybody that mm-hmm. has different opinions, that's different good. values, and I think one of the uh, things that has helped is pray and give it to to God and say, like, this is my feeling, I don't understand it, right. I want to love people, help me love people, and well, yeah, just give it, to, give it to Jesus, give it to God, and he will show you how to love people. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's so true.
2: So yeah, make sure you're, you're doing that as well. That was great. Great advice that Yvonne gave there. Um, so just another, um, reminder for you that next Sunday is our interest social and we want you to be there enjoying tacos with us, um, at Revival Productions at 17 North Church Street in Coatesville. Um, so we want you to come and, um, like I said, eat some tacos. Get yeah. to know us a little bit. You'll get to to talk with us, meet some of the other people on the launch team, um, and, yeah, just get to know what, a little bit more about, you know, what's going on here and what yeah. we're about. So that's at 6 o'clock. I don't know if I said that, 6 o'clock yeah, six next o'clock, Sunday. Next Sunday, 6 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we will be, you know, hopefully you can join us, find us, find it on Facebook and all that kind of thing, all yeah. those kind of things. So thank you so much for joining thank us this you. morning. We're happy to see you.